Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. We're just going to do a quick review. Way back week one, we talked about we wanted to be a church that is making a difference. Right? We want to be a church that is making a difference, that is continuing the work that Jesus started when he came to earth as a human, right? and he inaugurated his kingdom. Right? And we get to continue that work. We get to continue the work of bringing the message of salvation. We get to continue the work of bearing witness to the risen Christ, to a world that is longing for hope and is longing for love and acceptance and is, uh, is longing for reality. But we also learn that we are not left to our own devices to do this. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to continue, to, to continue what Jesus has started, to bring the kingdom into our world. Right? And so the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us, dwells inside of us, and empowers us to fulfill that which God has called us to do. And then we, in week two, we talked about how we want to be a church that is loving, that loves God and loves others, and that we can be a church that makes a difference by fulfilling these two things, by loving God and loving others. We talked about how you cannot separate the two. You can't just love God and forget about people. You can't forget, just love people and forget about God. We need to bring the two together. And Jesus shows, shows us that those two are inextricably linked. Then last week we talked about learning. We talked about becoming a disciple and the significance and the importance of using the Word of God, the Bible, as our foundation in everything that we do. The, the, and then we talked about the second step, right, is uh, uh, taking advantage, maybe that's not the right word, but accessing the Holy Spirit that God has given us that will remind us of all that Jesus taught, that will lead us and guide us and direct us. And then the third one, other people, there it is, uh, that we want to use the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and we want to be in community with people that can speak into our lives, people that we can be transparent with, because we can always grow, uh, grow better and go further faster when we are in community. And so today, we are going to land on the final L, which is leading, leading others to Christ. And we want to be a church that is making a difference as we lead people into relationship with Jesus, as we bear witness of the light and bring people into deeper relationships with Jesus. Amen. And so about 10 years ago, I was on a uh, mission trip with a, a group of people from New Day Community Church, and we were in Morocco. And uh, a couple days in Morocco, we spent in Marrakesh. And Marrakesh is fantastic. Um, There's this great big marketplace, um, and it's very Indiana Jonesy, right? And there's like there's there was literally snake charmers there. There was people with this monkey, and I was I was just walking. I was just like 10 years ago, a little 10, 11 years ago. I guess I was 30. I was like an adult. And I'm just walking down. I'd never been out of the country before. And all of a sudden, this guy runs over and puts a monkey uh, on my shoulder and takes my hat off and puts his hat on and like grabs my camera and takes a picture. And I'm like, what is going on? And then demands money. <laughs> like, I'm like, 
I have no idea what's going on, but Cameron saved me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was very confusing. That's not how it works in America. Um, anyway, so it's, it's awesome, and it's just colorful, and, there, and so we're in the marketplace, and there's this big central market with the snake charmers, and there's the greatest orange juice I've ever tasted. It was so fantastic. And then we broke into smaller groups, and we were traveling through the, the souks, which are the, these markets, and just these like kind of winding alleyways and streets, and just looking at all the, the different Moroccan wares. And, and uh, it was great. And Nike t-shirts, lots of Nike t-shirts. Um, and it was really fun. And in almost, almost every situation, almost, I have what I would call an impeccable sense of direction. Um, and if, if we're sitting at home and uh, Amber's like, oh, I have to, we have to go over to the kids' school, I can say, oh, you mean the kids' school over there. And, and Amber... Uh, <laughs> Bless her, you know, and it's fine. That's, we've been brought together, and I guide her. <laughs> she is great. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, anyway, so I I am pretty 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 uh, pretty uh, I'm pretty good at directions. And uh, and so we're wandering about and 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 with Dan and Beth Sear and another another girl and, and Dan's kind of like, oh, are you sure are we going to be able to find our way back? I'm like, no problem, don't worry, that's fine. We'll just keep going. And at some point, it's like, hey, you know, we should probably head back. We should probably meet up with the the rest of the group. And so I confidently begin leading our band uh, back through the, the souks, back to the main central market. And pretty soon, there's nobody selling anything anymore. We seem to be in some sort of a residential neighborhood, um, and I am—I'm starting to go. I think, I think that we're—we've never been here before. I'm confident that I have no idea where we're at right now. And so, I was like, I'm not sure what to do. Like, we don't speak the language. We might be lost in Marrakesh for the, for the rest of our lives. Um, and so, Dan, bless him. Uh, Kind of, we're uh, we're by this school and there's a bunch of kids playing and and Dan finds this this little guy this little guy runs up and I don't know how, I have no idea how we communicated with him no idea um, and he offers to lead us back to to the marketplace and like I said I have I've seen Indiana Jones I was pretty sure this was a setup they're probably going to lead us into some alleyway we're going to get beat up and they're going to take all of our stuff. But at this point, I had, had no choice. It was this or be lost in Marrakesh. Uh, we didn't have phones. We didn't, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a challenging situation. Uh, and so we put our faith in this, in this little guy, and we follow him, and he leads us back to the marketplace, and then disappears, and we never see him again. And so why, why do I tell you this story? Um, because... In, in a sense, you and I, as Christ followers, as Christians, are like this little guy, all right? And the, the, the world that doesn't know Jesus is like me in the story that has no idea where I'm going, all right? And so we have an opportunity to lead people to reality. We have an opportunity to take people to a place that they don't know how to get to on their own. Right? We have an opportunity to partner with the Holy Spirit, with the, the grace of God, to, to see people's eyes opened to the reality of Jesus Christ. Because as Christ followers, you and I know something that other people don't know. 
And we talked a couple weeks ago in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that there is a God of this world that is blinding people to the reality of Jesus Christ, to the reality of the Creator God. And we have an opportunity to partner with God to lead people to the truth that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through Him. And that is what we get to do. And that's what we mean by being a church that is leading people towards Jesus. And so this leading comes from the the Great Commission. And at the beginning of the, the Great Commission, Jesus says this. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Right? And so Jesus is, is stating to them after his resurrection that he is stepping into his rightful place as the cosmic ruler. Right? He says that all authority has been given to me. And authority means uh, the right to control. Right? It means absolute power. It means warrant. And so Jesus Christ, the, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven, uh, heaven and on earth. And this is the Jesus. This is the God who sends us out to lead people to him. And when Jesus said this, many of the, the Jewish readers of Matthew would have remembered this prophecy uh, from the book of Daniel. And in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, it says, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And so here we see Jesus, after his resurrection, speaking to the fulfillment of this Old Testament prophecy. That Jesus has ascended, or he's about to ascend, right? He's about to ascend to his rightful place as the ruler of his everlasting dominion. And what we see in the the prophecy of Daniel that the appropriate response and the eventual response to Jesus' lordship is that every knee will bow. It says that all people in all nations and all languages should serve Jesus. And this Jesus is who we are sent out by and who we are revealing. He is the reality that we are revealing to a world that is lost and hopeless. right? Because each one of us has probably tried to find fulfillment, has tried to find satisfaction, has tried to find uh, abundant life in the things that this world offers. right? Whether it's Alcohol or drugs or pornography or, you know, working, you know, I'm going to workaholic or, you know, in whatever way it is, whatever thing they're looking, it's not because they want to get lost in sin, right? It's because they're looking for something. They're looking for this, this reality and this hope and this joy and this, uh, and, uh, this enjoyment of life that they know that they're meant for, but they're trying to find it without the person person of Jesus Christ, and it's impossible. But we can bring them to the fact, we can say, you know what, I've tried to do it that way. 
You know, I've, I've tried living that way, but the reality is that life and hope and joy is found only in Jesus Christ. And he has risen. And he is sitting on the right hand of the Father. And all authority has been given to, me, to him. And he, because of that authority, has sent me. And now I go in the name of King Jesus and reveal his reality to the world. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Good. And so as disciples of Christ, we are called to, to learn all that Christ taught. That's what we, uh, we uh, ta- uh, talked about last week. And then as we, as we learn all that Christ taught, we uh, learn how to apply loving God and, and loving others into our daily lives. We can then lead others to Christ so that they can teach and so on and so forth. Right? We see this continual cycle of learning and leading. And I ta- said, mentioned this a little bit last week, but uh, you know, when when Jesus called his disciples and then he sent his disciples to go, right? Those disciples made disciples, and those disciples made disciples, and those disciples made disciples. This continual cycle until you get to you and me. We know about Jesus. We know about the reality of Jesus because somebody told us that Jesus is real. And maybe we grew up in the church and we've heard it all our lives and we don't remember that moment. Or maybe we uh, were far from God and, is, and we remember that time where Jesus just showed up and we got it for the first time. That the blinders were taken off our eyes. But each one of us that knows Jesus, at some point, somebody revealed that and proclaimed the truth of Jesus and the Holy Spirit opened our eyes. And we get to be a part of that as we lead other people to Jesus. Has anybody seen Kung Fu Panda? Everybody? All right. There we go. Look, hey, I, found, I found a movie that people have seen. <laughs> Great. And so there is, a, there is the, the main character's name is Poe, right? And he is this, uh, this panda, uh, kind of a clumsy panda, but he has a dream of becoming the dragon warrior, right? And so... Somehow, he, he, the Shifu and the, the other uh, Kung Fu masters uh, bring him to the, the, the training place, the temple or what have you, uh, and they, they train Po to, to be a, a Kung Fu warrior, and then he becomes a fantastic Kung Fu warrior. He becomes the dragon master, and he defeats the, the big bad in the movie that I can't remember his name. And he's great. Oh, great. Did somebody say The bad tiger. Yeah. And he gets him, doesn't he? He gets that tiger. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And so so uh, and so Poe grows up and he becomes a dragon warrior and he defeats him. That's that's great. Okay. Uh, but Amber and I were at a movie, I don't maybe it was Star Wars, I don't remember what it was. We were watching a movie and a preview came on for Kung Fu Panda Three, um, which I've heard is good. You've seen it? It's good? All right. All right, good. You've seen it too? Ah. Oh. So glad. It's such a good movie. And so in Kung Fu Panda 3, Poe, who was the student, is now the master, right? And he teaches the whole village of pandas how to be Kung Fu warriors, right? Yes. All right. Good. I've, uh, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but date night's coming up. <laughs> Ooh. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And, uh, and so in, in, in Kung Fu Panda 3, guys, we're getting distracted. Uh, one of us is getting distracted. Um, uh, the, uh, po, who was the who was the student, becomes the master, trains the whole village how to be uh, Kung Fu warriors, and then they, I assume, defeat the big bad in Kung Fu Panda 3. I haven't seen it. But uh, I'm assuming... <laughs> it's a spoiler-free zone, friends. So uh, anyway, so Mark, why did you tell that story? Not sure. Um, <laughs> But there is this continual cycle of, of, of learning that we talked about last week and then going and teaching and leading other people towards Jesus. And as Christ followers who are leading, right, we're not simply teaching people the, the teachings of an ancient wise person or the teachings of a, um, it's a, different, a red panda. That's what Shifu is a red panda. You know, we're not just taking the teaching, you know, the, the teachings of, of Plato or Aristotle or some ancient person and like, oh, here's some wise words to live by. Though I think that if people took the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of the Bible, even without knowing Jesus, your life is going to be better. You know, it's a good way to live regardless. But there's more to it, right? There's more to it. We're not just telling people the teachings of an, of a, of an ancient teacher or rabbi, but we are inviting people into a relationship with the king of the universe. Right? We're leading people to the one who will return and who is going to bring fulfillment of the kingdom of God. Right? This eternal kingdom of peace and justice. The one who is going to renew all things, who is going to defeat sin and death. We are leading people to the light of the world, who is the only hope for peace and for love and fulfillment and salvation. And as Christ followers, we have received this offer of salvation. We have stepped into or have the opportunity to step into the fullness of life that is ours. And we have found this acceptance and this love in the arms of our Heavenly Father. And it is so good. And it is so important that we come into this reality and this understanding that we can find fullness and abundant lives in Jesus. That He will meet all of our needs. Right, that he is going to take care of us and he is going to usher us into eternity. Right? But even though this is good and it's so important, and we want to come together as a body, as a congregation, right? as the body of Christ celebrating this new reality that we have stepped into. And we get to spur one another on to run this race and to encourage one another and to, to help people to... Uh, you know, apply and learn the teachings of Jesus, and that is so, so good. But we cannot keep this good news, this reality, to ourselves. Right? We can't stay within the, the four walls of the church, worshiping God and serving one another, and think that that is somehow the fulfillment of our Christian life. Because it's not. The last thing that we saw where we hear Jesus say to his disciples before he ascends into heaven, is go. Right? He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. 
And then we see in Acts 1, uh, Luke gives uh, the, the same commission, a different picture of that same commission uh, to Jesus' followers. And Jesus promises to, to uh, send the Holy Spirit to empower them to fulfill this command to be witnesses to me, to be witnesses to Jesus. Right? And so this is our command. This is what we are called to do to go and to make disciples. And it says, go therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? (laughs) What's the therefore, therefore? It's because Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go. Right? We have Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, the cosmic ruler standing behind us. We have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and to bear witness of the risen Christ. And so we are commanded to go. He didn't say, if it is your spiritual gift, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And so to follow Jesus means to lead other people towards him. It means that we are to be witnesses of Jesus in our community and in our world. And there's this reality, this truth, that if we're not leading other people towards Christ, if we're not revealing his reality, maybe by living this kingdom ethic in our world, by representing Christ through our our words and our actions, and if we're not leading people towards more Christ-like lives, discipling people, drawing them and helping them to to walk down the, the path of faith further, then we are not fulfilling Christ's command to go into all the world and make disciples. Well, geez, Mark, that's kind of a downer. (laughs) But good news, friends. I'm not going to leave you there. I have, hopefully, some some relatively easy ways to to step into this, to to help us to kind of prime the pump, so to speak, of, of leading other people towards Jesus. And there's ways for us to lead in the church, and there's ways for us uh, as a community to lead outside the church. Um, So we're going to start with how do we lead other people towards Christ in the church? Excuse me. Um, I would encourage you, this is similar to what we talked about last week, but I would encourage you, if you want to fulfill God's call to go and make disciples, find someone in the church, find somebody in your life, in your community, in your family, who is younger than you in the faith, and pour into their lives. Well, that's radical, right? Find somebody that you can encourage, right? Somebody that you can love, somebody that you can spur on, somebody that is willing to be transparent, that is looking for uh, training or, or correction or, or honesty spoken in their life. Somebody that wants to run after Jesus with all their heart and we can do it better together. And so you are older than somebody. You have been around longer than somebody. And you can come into their lives and you can encourage them and spur them on to run after Jesus. And you can help them grow in their faith. Right? And there's a lot of opportunities to do that even here in the church. Right, And uh, you could be a Sunday school teacher, which would be great. We love Sunday school teachers. This is not just a, you know, something to keep the kids busy so that you and I can do church. 
right? But this is an opportunity to disciple these young people, to, to reveal the truth that Jesus loves them, that he wants to be their forever friend, that he cares and he is with them through all, right? And we have an opportunity to disciple them into relationship with God, right? You can also... Uh, you could disciple people one-on-one or in small groups, right? If, if you're like, I really want to disciple people one-on-one, but I don't know who to do it, I could, I could connect you. I could be a great connector, right? Because myself or Cameron or the other leaders in the church, we can't disciple every person that comes through these doors, right? We, but as a community, we can do it together, Right? And getting involved in the, the midweek service and the DNA groups is this great way to, to, to help each other grow uh, closer to God and to run this life together. And so there's ways to lead people towards Jesus in the church. And so I encourage you to do that. But we can also lead people outside of the church into deeper relationship with Jesus. Right? We could do something, starts with an E, what is that? It's a scary, scary word. We could do evangelism. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And there are some people that are crazy passionate about evangelism. Am I right? There's some evangelists here. Okay. Um, uh, so my friend Sean Clinton, in, uh, I don't know if anybody's met Sean, but he uh, attends uh, Kalamazoo and he's a Sunday school teacher. Uh, he's helping with the youth group. He's amazing. But he has these amazing stories of like, he was like, oh, I was, I was at a movie theater and I had some time to kill. So I just started, I just stood up on top of my van. And when somebody came to talk to me because I was on top of my van, I ended up talking to them about Jesus. And I'm like, Okay, great. That's, that's, a, that's a great strategy. Um, or, or he'll just go to the park with the, with the hope of finding somebody that he can talk to about Jesus. And that is fantastic. Go for it, Sean. Do it. You know, and, and some people, it's just like it makes them come alive. And for some of us, it's a little bit harder than that. It's like, you know, it's like I, that is not my, my idea of a fun Saturday afternoon on top of the van or in the park, right? Um, I'm not a creation pathway, so I want to be inside. Maybe in a library. Um, but you can't tell people about Jesus in a library. You have to be very quiet. That's a joke. That's not true. Mark, <laughs> settle down. Um, and so, but each one of us uh, can have a. Ha- can have opportunities to share the truth of the gospel, right? We talk a lot at New Day about learning to hear God's voice and being tuned in to what what God is saying. And so maybe you're just pushing your shopping cart and you're going to go get some eggs and and God tells you to say an encouraging word or just to to, say a a word of blessing to, to somebody who's grabbing the milk next to you. Like, are we in tune? Are we willing to say, all right, Holy Spirit, yeah, I will go say whatever. I'll say something nice to this person. Right? Sarah Gerber uh, tells this story, and it's just one of many stories, where she's driving down the road, and she sees this lady mowing her lawn, and she feels like the Holy Spirit is leading her to to stop and tell, you know, say some words to this lady. And she does, and she ends up sharing the gospel with her, and it's it's like, that's crazy. But we can all do that, and it doesn't have to be hard. Right? We can just tune in and go, oh God, before I walk into the grocery store, before I walk into work, before I you know, go to the PTA meeting, you know, God, I just ask if there is an opportunity here 
Will you just open my eyes and open my ears to hear what you are doing? And just be and just invite Jesus to, to lead you and guide you. That feels a little bit scary, right? But we can do that, you know? And in, out, outside, outside of that, you know, we can just, uh, as we are living life, if, if we live out the kingdom ethic, right, this ethic of love and honor and justice and mercy and self-sacrifice and submission, right, people uh, are going to see something different in us. Right? People are going to go, why do you live like that? Why, why would you choose to, to live a life that is self-sacrificing? Why would you choose uh, to be gracious and, and maybe to, to not... Um, oh, what's the word? What's the word when you talk about people behind their backs? Gossip? Thank you. Professional speaker. Gossip. Uh, you know, and so that pe- but as we live out the kingdom ethic, it gives us opportunities. It gives us influence. Uh, to, to speak into people's lives. And so people might say, oh, why do you never talk bad about your wife? It's like, oh, you know, I do it because, you know, this is what Jesus did for me. And there's opportunities as we live a good life that people ask us. And we need to, to remember that we have a, a, a responsibility and opportunities to speak truth in those moments. I mean, we could just say, oh, my wife's nice. Or we could use it as an opportunity, which she is, as an opportunity to share the truth of Jesus and lead people into deeper relationships with God. Maybe we're not going to preach the gospel, but maybe we're sowing a seed in that time, all right? And the, the last way that we can learn, lead, outside of the church is simply by inviting people to church. Oh, this is novel, right? The church is so fantastic. The church is amazing. This community is great. And why would we not want all of the people we know to be part of this community, right? It's through the, the ministry of the church, the body of Christ, that my life was radically transformed. I was just kind of out there on my own. I had walked away from God, and Amber invited me to church. And it was in that place where Jesus got a hold of me, right? And I have been running after him ever since, right? And, it, I mean, it was a radical change. And we need to trust that Jesus actually is powerful, that Jesus actually will do things and actually wants people to be saved. And so if we can bring them into the community, right, if we can bring them in, into the church, and maybe you have to bribe them, I don't know, buy them lunch, tell you, we got great donuts and good coffee, right? You know, and, but if, and give them an opportunity to, to hear the truth. Maybe you don't feel comfortable proclaiming the gospel to them, but invite them to church. It's a great community, and they will hear the gospel. Maybe it'll be in, in the message. Maybe it'll be during worship. Maybe it'll be in the family time as they just see you know, Jesus in the community. But the church can radically transform people's lives. You know, I know a lot of people that were, whose lives have been changed just because they were invited in and they stepped in and they, uh, they, the God moved in their hearts in a church service. So I just encourage you to invite people to church. It's a great way to lead people towards Jesus. Amen? All right, and so if we want to be a church that is making a difference, that is bringing the light of God into this world of darkness, we have to be leading others towards Christ in the church and outside of the church. And so I hope that through this series, you guys have a a better understanding of what 
it means uh, for us to be a church that is loving, learning, and leading. And I hope that uh, as a community that we can grab hold of these things uh, and, and run after being a community uh, that is making a difference in our world through loving God and loving others, through learning all Christ taught, and by leading others to Christ. Amen. Can you stand with me and I'll just close in prayer? Father God, we love you. And Lord Jesus, we uh, proclaim that you are the cosmic ruler, that 